Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the running. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Lynn Sanity Podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before we start the podcast, do not be afraid to click that subscribe button, to click that follow button, to do what you got to do to give the Lynn Sanity a five-star rating. You know, perhaps you think that the host is just a darling and you think that he absolutely deserves a five-star rating. I mean, you just go right ahead. You just click on it. You don't be afraid to do that, okay? And we got plenty of stuff going on in the Running Hook Network. We got the Circle City Cinema. We got the Power Hour. We got everything that you could want. We have so much more that I'm not even getting to. And that is for you, the listeners, to find out. But now we will jump into the Lynn Sandy Podcast. And I'm very excited to greet on some even more newer energy. We, we brought in Dalton Shafker last week. Uh, he destroyed Pete Carroll, just absolutely kicked him. Uh, but now I'm bringing in two of my good friends. Uh, it, it was such a success with Dalton. I, I just figured I need to bring him in. We'll start off with uh, Addison Volkman, who uh, is in love with the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so I'm going to have to make sure he doesn't talk about that too much. But Addison, it's a privilege to have you on the Lynn Sandy for the first time, brother. Hey, hey, Caleb. Thanks. Uh, you know, I listened, I listened to Dalton and you last week, and, and I thought, you know, I'm going to have to go in here and I'm going to have to actually say some facts, not just, not just talk out of my behind, but, uh, appreciate you having me on. I'm excited. Sure. And, and we got a, uh, you know, I mean, this is going back to, you know, my high school days. Okay. We got a former quarterback in the building. He's going to give it to us from the quarterback lens. And that is none other than Reed Bayhead. Reed, uh, you had to love Jonathan Taylor. Uh, you were basically doing the splits. You had to do the splits for him. It was ridiculous what he was doing. Taylor was going off. And I, I mean, this is this is going to be a fun week for you uh, because of the way the Colts just absolutely destroyed the Bills. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Bob, for having me. I'm excited to to join you and talk a little bit about NFL this week. And of course, with the Colts, you know, us being Colts fans, uh, I'm, I'm excited to dive into it. Sure. Sure. Let's get into it. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts are the team we're going to start off with, you know, because local product. And, you know, I, I am just stunned at this 41 to 15 win, you guys, I mean, they just blew Buffalo out of the water and Addison, I'll start off with you here. When you're looking at the Colts, Right. They're moving into six and five. They put up 41 on a legit Bills defense. What do you think of the Colts right now? You know, you you kind of introduced me as a Packers fan and an Aaron Rodgers fan. Well, which I am not a Packers fan. <laughs> I, I am I am <laughs> I'm an Aaron Rodgers guy. I love Aaron Rodgers. Okay. But the Colts are my team. The Colts are supposedly all of our team, uh, Bob, but I don't know if you can say that, but just just going just diving into it. The Colts are back. Come on. They are looking so good. Um I think I think we found what the problem was. Carson Wentz was trying to do too much. They what they kept it simple. They gave the ball to Jonathan Taylor and they destroyed him. Uh, I'm I'm sure we'll get into the Jonathan Taylor talk and uh, I have I have a lot of stats on that and I have a lot of opinions on that. But uh, yeah, I'd love I'd love to hear what Reed has to say about it. Reed, all right. So obviously. John Taylor is going to be a huge discussion and it feels really good to say that the Colts have a full blown superstar 
at the running backs position for the first time since what Edgar James. So I'm excited. And, you know, we're used to quarterbacks, but it's really nice to have a running back that can carry the load and uh, take the pressure off the quarterback. Um, Jonathan Taylor is an absolute stud, 204 total yards, I believe, from against the Bills. Ridiculous. What, uh, five touchdowns? Like, that's just – it's just stupid. It's – I'm – this team, hopefully we can make the playoffs. It'd be – it'd be very disappointing if we don't. But if we do, watch out. This team gives me – what year was it? 2018 Titans vibes where yeah. where uh, Derrick Henry really carried the team. And I'm hoping Jonathan Taylor can do something similar to that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's wild. Uh, you know, with the way they came out, you know, I relatively thought, you know, the Bills were going to make it a game. And I felt like they were kind of due for a win. Uh, but the Colts just said that's not going to happen. Uh, the run game was outstanding. Uh, you know, they were able to get enough from Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz didn't turn the ball over. Uh, he didn't do a special where he threw it in the back of the end zone with a left-handed pass. <laughs> he, he just came out and, and he, they, they played really solid on both ends. But as you guys mentioned, I mean, Jonathan Taylor is the talk in a win like this. I mean, his dominance, Addison, you know, as you were pointing out, there's so much statistics or so much things to look at. What stood out to you about Jonathan Taylor's performance? Well, first of all, uh, I know Reed, he, he mentioned Derrick Henry and I think he's why Derrick Henry's widely been regarded as the best running back in the league this year. And I am here to say that is not true anymore. I am all in. Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in the league. He is the MVP. He is, he's legit. So just, just a few stats to back me up here. I know Derrick Henry hasn't played the past three games, but Derrick Henry has attempted 930 or attempted uh, 219 uh, carries. Jonathan Taylor has attempted 193. So quite a few less JT, uh, 1,122 yards, uh, Henry, 937. So, I mean, JT's averaging almost six yards per carry while uh, Henry's averaging only around 4.3. Jonathan Taylor leads the league in touchdowns. He is the best running back in the league. I I, read, do you have any more thoughts on that? I mean, it feels like Addison kind of hit the uh, hit it right out of the park with Taylor. Yeah. I think he hit the, hit the nail on the head. Uh, Jonathan, I think what brings what Jonathan Taylor brings to the table is his very underrated uh, receiving game. He can catch the ball. He's not. Uh, he's he can do it all. He really can. He can block. He can he can catch passes for you. I love that about him that he can catch passes. I love Naheem. I love Naheem Hines. But if Jonathan Taylor can catch the ball out of the backfield, it's just game changing. He could be a, a three down back. Yeah, hundred percent. And, you know, they took out the Bills. They took out Dalton's beloved Josh Allen, you know, by forcing two turnovers. I mean, look, this this was a game where the Bills, you know, there's there's got to be some real concern, right? I mean, there's got to be some real concern with the way they lost this game, the way that they pretty much got destroyed from the jump. Uh, the way that I see it, I think if you're the Bills, you just try to get right on Thursday. You got the Saints. You can beat the Saints. I think if you're the Bills, you just you're you're not panicked. 
But if you're the Colts, like you guys said, you're riding high. You're, you're riding really, really good about yourselves. There's no question about it that the Colts have a chance to get to the playoffs. In fact, I think it, it's a pretty high chance if they keep playing the way they are. And look, the AFC is wide open. So it's going to be fun to see how it all plays out. Next up, the Cowboys and the Chiefs, a game that everyone had circled. Everyone had marked down. Everyone thought, you know, what a game this is going to be. So many points. But that was not the case. Kansas City decided to get it back in gear, beat the Cowboys. And once again, the Dallas Cowboys absolutely choke in a gigantic game when they when they really needed to prove themselves. Reed, they really needed to prove that they are a top tier team. What were your thoughts on this game, how the Chiefs won or how the Dallas lost, whatever direction you want to take it? I think Dallas, they should have kept running the ball. I'm looking at the looking at the stats. T- Tony Pollard had seven carries for 50 yards. That's pretty solid. I th- and I think considering the ru- the uh, Chiefs' run defense not been not been too great this year as a whole. Although they they were playing better the last few weeks because it looks like they seem to prove that they don't have to score 40 points to win because their offense has been struggling a little bit. But I think that I mean, give the Tony Pollard seemed like he had somewhat of a hot hand. And so I think you can got to keep uh, you got to keep running the ball. Don't abandon the run game. I know missing Amari Cooper is huge, but you had Gallup coming back. Um, I think Dallas was just too too talented, but it does seem like the Chiefs are they're getting their mojo back a little bit. Addison, should we buy what the Kansas City Chiefs are doing? Are they back at the top of the AFC in your opinion? I am so out on the Chiefs. It's insane. Wow. I mean, <laughs> I, the one thing I will say about the Chiefs is, you know, they have offense that can turn it on whenever. I don't know what is wrong with Patrick Mahomes, but this is not the Patrick Mahomes we know and love. Uh, he threw for 260 yards that game, which is good for most quarterbacks for him. No, he didn't throw for a touchdown. He had a pick. He had a fumble. Uh, I, I don't I don't know what's wrong with him, but I, do, I feel like he will figure it out by the end of the season and they will be fine. But what stood out to me that game was more of the Chiefs defense. I thought... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but haven't they been one of the worst defenses in the league so far this year? It's it's not been a pretty sight, you know, if you're looking at the last couple of years. It's not been something they've been able to rely on. And for them to go in there and basically shut down uh, scary Cowboys offense, uh, I mean, that's that does make it more scary <laughs> with the chiefs. If they can figure out the defense and their offense, just, just looking at the potential there, they can be amazing. Uh, I, I guess I'm so out on the chiefs pretty much because I have Patrick Mahomes on my fantasy team and I, I'm expecting, I'm expecting 40 points a game. And, and I, I thought it was going to be a steal, but he, he just hasn't had the numbers this year. No, it's fair. I mean, when I when I look at this game, a couple of things come to mind, right? It's the Cowboys should be able to do more against the Chiefs. Okay. I mean, Dak Prescott, two interceptions. He looked horrible. He looked rushed. He he didn't look like he had any control of the game. You know, but I also think obviously the Cooper loss was significant. But when CeeDee Lamb was out of the game with a concussion injury, that affected what the Cowboys were able to do in the passing game. You're relying more on Cedric Wilson. You're relying more on Michael Gallup. 
And therefore you're relying on Dalton Schultz. And I think that those guys are fine, but you can't sit there and call them first or second options. That's just not what they are. Okay. And, and, and you got to have guy, you know, Dak's a great quarterback, but every great quarterback always needs great weapons. Let's not act like the quarterback just overcomes great weapons. I think the way that Dallas needs to look at this game is I, I think to hold the chiefs to only 19 points, that's really encouraging. I'm banking that the offense can get better. While from the Chiefs' perspective, you know, at this point, again, it's like what we talked about with the Colts. The AFC is so open. I mean, I think the Kansas City Chiefs very well might have a chance to come in and just sneak us and, and get a top seed in the AFC and then get their way to the Super Bowl. I mean, they're just so it, – it's such a – they didn't put them away. Nobody put that team away. And therefore, the AFC is going to basically be in huge trouble. They had a chance to be put away, put away for good. They didn't because they didn't. They're seeing the light. Chiefs look, Chiefs look good. Dallas, I'm trying not to get too concerned. Next up, the Chargers and the Steelers in what was a very fun Sunday night game. The Chargers did their typical Chargers. They, they just, you know, I thought at one point the Chargers were going to look really good. They were going to have a dominant win. And all of a sudden, the Chargers reminded me who they are, a team that has a tendency to give up a lot of points late. You know, 27 points in the fourth quarter with the Pittsburgh Steelers put up. That's inexcusable. But the Chargers still find a way to win. And Reed, we'll start with you. What do you see from the Chargers in this win? And when you're looking at the Steelers, do you think that the Steelers can be, do you think the Steelers can make the playoffs? I mean, I, I think it's a very crowded division and Ben limits you. And, you know, I, I came out of this game, like if you can't win this game, I don't, I, I don't know what to think of the Steelers. And I think with the Chargers, they're really up and down. But, you know, Herbert's looking really good right now, too. Well, yeah, uh, it's, uh, he threw for 382 yards, three touchdowns. He did throw a pick, but, I mean, he, he seems to be legit. He, he's firing on all cylinders right now, it seems like. So, to be honest, this game, I had it on, and I was I, – I did not enjoy the first half. I did not enjoy the third quarter. <laughs> and I stopped watching, and then I glanced over at the TV, and I see that this is a one-score game. And I'm like, what happened? But I, I, I just – I don't know about the Steelers. They're so uh, – really about either of these teams i feel i feel like big ben is pretty much holding the steelers back i don't i don't know what they can do with him um and then chargers a lot of people thought they would be a lot better than they are but uh yeah uh, i don't know no i mean here's the thing when i when i look at the Chargers, people thought of them in the preseason like they were some sort of dark horse some sort of team that can really make a run come out of the middle of the woodworks and just kind of prove what they are Right. People were riding on Justin Herbert and we, we can see in a game like this, why Justin Herbert's the real deal. Okay. 380 yards, three passing touchdowns, 90 yards on the ground. They were able to get both of their top receivers over 90 yards. Keenan Allen, 112, Mike Williams, 97. When the chargers are in a groove like that offensively, it's one of the better teams in the, it's one of the better teams in the league when they score it, but the inconsistency of when they do it, is the problem. 
Uh, Reed, what are you, what are your thoughts here on on this type of game from the Chargers and the Steelers? How how do you see this game so far? So it's tough because I go back on back and forth on the Steelers all the time. Their defense is so good. Now, obviously, missing uh, T.J. Watt. Minka Fitzpatrick and Joe Hayden's not ideal. And you, we all saw that, you know, uh, Justin Herbert just tore them apart and sat back there for the most part comfortably, which, you know, me before the season, I was huge on Herbert. I thought he could be MVP. He still can. He, he has that type. He has that talent. His accuracy is um, what blows my mind. He can fit it in the tightest windows and Addison's right. We, uh, we all thought this, the Chargers were going to be one of the better teams, which they still could be. Like, But like you said, Bob, as well, the AFC is still wide open. The Chargers can still come back and win this division. Um, but yeah, the Steelers, I think Big Ben is holding Pittsburgh back a little bit. I feel like they have too much talent to not, you know, to, to not be as good as they are. Um, Big Ben's mobile. It's kind of feels like kind of like Philip Rivers esque with uh, Steelers. Um, with you know, I mean, like I uh, with Carson Wentz now with the Colts that you know that magician play he had where he ducked that uh, sack um, and got that f- huge first down that kept a drive alive and potentially letting the uh, bill keeping the Bills from coming back. Big Ben can't do that anymore. Um, it's time for them to get a younger guy, maybe a little bit more mobile, keep them in games. Um, That's just kind of what I feel. Oh, I I agree. I I mean, that's what this game really told me. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, you know, he, he is just completely limiting what the, the potential is of this group. I mean, when you're thinking about what Claypool could do, what Deontay Johnson could do. Okay. If you're the Steelers, you're probably trying to take, you know, have a meeting with Ben and just be like, dude, it, it's probably, it's just not working out. Just hang it up. You've been great for us, but it's, it's just limiting what we can do. At some point that conversation has to happen. I, it is so hard. I, Pittsburgh has always been known to draft their guys. But part of me is wondering with the situation going on in Seattle, does Russell Wilson force that trade? And is it a top destination for a quarterback to want to get traded the Pittsburgh Steelers, given what they have around him? I think that's a fascinating question for them. Who knows? There's a lot of, there's a lot of season left. Obviously big Ben could, uh, you know, come out of the woodworks, start playing better at the end of the season. We might still have to have this conversation, but if they don't make the playoffs, they're going to change something. It, they're, they're a team that's just used to too much success. And for the chargers, you just got to finish off teams. Giving up 27 in the fourth quarter is just, is not good. It's not going to work. They've got the talent. My big thing is my big worry is can the Chargers when when the big game is there when it really matters can they can they just finish off not let any you know room for error slip up late next up the Packers and the Vikings Aaron Rodgers played played a decent game uh, but the Minnesota Vikings had everything going for them they had the run game going for them they had the pass game going for them they had everything in their direction Madison I'll start with you on this one. Minnesota now five and five. They've been pretty, for the most part, losing close or they're winning. It's not like they're getting blown out. What do we think of Minnesota to be able to come in and be a Green Bay Packer team that, for the most part, has been very good this year? 
I mean, honestly, the Packers have a chance at winning the Super Bowl. I know you're going to say I do the splits for them, which you can say what you want. I, I do. I do. Okay. But <laughs> this is for Aaron Rodgers, not the Packers organization. Just remember that. And, and for you to say that Aaron Rodgers came in and played okay, I mean, have you looked at his stats? No, no he, he played for, good. He played he, good. I he just, threw for 385 yards with four touchdowns and zero picks. The Green Bay Packers should have won that game, and I'm disappointed they didn't. Um, their defense just couldn't get a stop, frankly, and and they've had one of the best defenses in the, in the uh, league so far this year. So you're going to have a game where they slip up. Um, they should have won the game because uh, I can't remember who the player was, but he dropped that interception that, I mean, All if you savage, give Aaron yeah, Rodgers, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you give Aaron Rodgers a minute or so on the clock, he's got to go down and score. Uh, it would have had to be a touchdown, obviously, because Mason Crosby sucks. He's horrible. Um, I get that he's a Packers legend. Don't care about the Packers. So don't care about him. He's four for nine in his last five games. He missed a 32 yarder that would have tied the game up or that would have made the game tied. It was earlier in the game, but yeah. you get it. Uh, he, uh, they got to get a new kicker. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the Packers, uh, they'll, they'll be fine. They'll bounce back from that. That's a game they should have won. Defense didn't play great, had chances, didn't necessarily make it. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm not too worried about them. Of course you're not. Reed, what, what, are, what is your, what are, what are your thoughts on, on this type of game right here between Green Bay losing in Minnesota, getting a massive win at home, despite Addison uh, not taking the Packers very seriously? Or sorry, the Vikings very seriously. I think the Vikings are very. I'm, I'm kind of like the Steelers with them. Like I think the Vikings are very. I don't. I go. I'm in and out on them all the time as well. I feel like they ride. Kirk, you know how Kirk Cousin goes is how the team goes. When that's how it is with a lot of quarterbacks. But um, Kirk Cousins played very well. Um, I mean, he threw for 341 yards. You just don't, obviously, is that, you know, is that sustainable? No, he, Kirk Cousins is going to have his bad games as we see throughout his career. Uh, Dalvin Cook, I mean, they're, they're just too talented to, I think they should be better than five and five. In my opinion, I feel like they have too much talent on the offensive side of all with uh, Cook, Jefferson, Thielen, um, even uh, Madison as a backup running back is a fantastic option to have as yeah. your backup. But um, it's it, that is a huge win for Minnesota to stay in the hunt. Green Bay's defense did let down after they were playing very well the last uh, last few weeks. At Aaron Rodgers played uh, phenomenal. I thought that they Thank had that. You. Yes, they did. they had the Rodgers and Devontae Adams connection going with him having 115 yards. Um, it's just the, the Vikings just came out on top at the end and that was just a huge win. Yeah, it's a huge win for a team that's good. Despite Addison completely lowballing the Vikings, the Vikings are a good foot. They're, they're a good football team. They're five and five and they've barely lost the games they've lost. This is a team that is going upwards in their trajectory. They are, they are, they are only getting better. Their offense is only thriving. They, they should feel good. The Minnesota fans should feel good about their team. They should feel good about the quarterback because the quarterback's playing like a top 10 guy. Okay. They've already got a top five running back. 
And Justin Jefferson's looking like he's arguably, arguably one of the best receivers in the league, maybe the best. This is a legitimate team that we're seeing in front of our eyes, despite Addison completely lowballing it and spinning the whole thing towards the Packers. I'm not going to let him do it. The Vikings look really good right now, and I think they're, they are a team to watch out for as the playoffs are closer and closer upon us. Next up. I will, the say, they're, I will say they're good. You should. You should, but you, you should say they're good. You should Packers say. are just better. Okay. But yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, whatever. Next up, the, the Eagles and the Saints. The Eagles dropped 40. 40 points on the Saints, a team that has been reliant upon their defense, stopping the run, making enough plays on the run. The Eagles go for 242 yards on the ground. They dominate the New Orleans Saints. Trevor Simeon performed in his typical fashion, two interceptions and a QBR of 20. Jalen Hurts looked awfully good, balanced attack. I mean, when I look at the Eagles, Addison, I'm looking at a team that might have a chance to sneak in the playoffs. I mean, when you look at their schedule, it is so bad. It, it, it is so bad in the sense of there is not a team I'm really worried about in that schedule. You got the New York Giants twice, and you can miss me on the Giants. You can miss me on Daniel Jones. You can miss me on that coaching. The Jets, sorry, I don't bet. I don't, I don't, nothing about the Jets is good. You, you, have, the, you have the Washington football team who I just think is, I'm not buying the Taylor Heineke hype. We'll talk about it in a little bit. I'm, I'm just not buying it. And then they have Dallas. They might only lose one of those games. The, the Philadelphia Eagles have a chance to just go on a gigantic win streak and get themselves into the playoffs, Addison. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely true. Although this game didn't do that much for me. Uh, don't know a whole lot about either teams. One thing I'll say about Hurts is, I am so undecided on him. Like I'm, I'm so on the fence because he's obviously not an elite passing quarterback, but he is, he, he can run the ball. I mean, he ran for 69 yards. He had three rushing touchdowns. If I'm reading that right, he is, he is a great running quarterback. And if he, I, I don't think he has to be a great throwing quarterback. I really don't. Uh, he has a few good weapons. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm at on the Eagles with the schedule. I believe there really is only one game they should lose. And I know this will make you happy since you do the splits for the Cowboys. Uh, no. they'll, probably lose. <laughs> they'll probably lose to the Cowboys, or at least they should. I don't know, but uh, I, they're starting to they're starting to come alive. I mean, they've been playing well the last couple of weeks. Yes, they have. And, you know, Reed, let's pull it back from the game specifically, but just think about Philadelphia in general, right? We know what they did. They killed the Saints. The Saints have a lot of injuries. They're still trying to figure out who they are, and we'll see what they could potentially be on Thursday. But let's focus on the Eagles here, who seem to be headed in a really good direction. Yeah, I don't know about – I just don't get the Eagles. I just – I thought they were going to stink, to be honest. I wasn't high on Nick Sirianni as a head coach, um, mainly because I know he was, you know, being a Colts fan, he was their Colts offensive coordinator, and he didn't really – I mean, Frank Reich's been the uh, primary play caller in Indy, so it's like how much was Sirianni doing? And I just – I was just – I was shocked when they – when the Eagles took a chance on Sirianni as head coach. But – it seems like the Eagles are doing well with them. I mean, they shellacked the Saints. 
they uh, who are known for their run defense and had over two had over two hundred and twenty something yards on them. It seems like the Saint the Eagles are the kryptonite to the Saints because it seems like the only team the Saints can't stop. But uh, I like what Addison said. I don't think Hertz has to be a great throwing quarterback. I think if they rely on that run game, they need to get Miles Sanders more involved. And look, they did sixteen carries, ninety four yards, and look what happens. Um, I think he's too good to, of a player to not to not be involved in that offense. And then your receivers, they're not too, they're not bad. Devontae Smith is good. Dallas Goddard's a solid tight end. So I think this team could go on a solid run and make the playoffs now as far as make as far as being in the playoffs. What will they do? I'm not sure. I don't know if they can if that's sustainable. I do think, like you said, their schedule is pretty favorable and not too many tough teams. So I think if yeah. they run into a, a good team, they it, it'll probably their run will probably end. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I think if they if they take advantage of what they got, right? They come out, they beat teams they're supposed to beat. They could be in a good enough position where that game against Dallas may not matter that much because they could be winning most of those games before they get to that game anyway. And that's encouraging. I think if you're the Eagles, I think this was a team that had a lot of questions about their identity. They've decided to run the ball. They've decided to get smarter. I like what they're doing. Uh, I, I think I think Sirianni's really adjusted the game plan. I think that's smart. The Eagles are a team to look out for moving forward. Next up, the Texans and the Titans. I, I mean, golly, right? The Titans just absolutely choked this game away. I mean, it, I, it's ridiculous. I'm not really going to talk about it from the Houston perspective. We know what they are. They're just they're just not good. You know, as far as I'm concerned, you might as well call them lousy. Okay, they're lousy. But the Titans, the Titans are a team that I think obviously could have a chance. You know, they still are leading the division. There's still a chance they can get, you know, a run going even without Derrick Henry. But I think it does make you wonder just can Ryan Tannehill take the load without a guy like Derrick Henry Edison? We saw him in person. We saw what this team was with Henry but Tannehill didn't look very good, even when he had Henry. Now that he doesn't, there's even more pressure on him to be good. I just wonder, like, can Ryan Tannehill deliver for this team without Henry? Absolutely not. He needs Henry. The Titans need Henry. I don't know what has been happening. Obviously, it seems as if their true colors showed this week. Didn't watch a second of the game. Uh, but but uh, they got beat by the Texans. But, I mean, they had, they've had a few good wins without Henry, which honestly concerned me for my Colts. But. I, I think I think Tannehill's eventually going to show his true colors. He did throw for 323 yards, but that's not all the stats you can look at. He threw four picks. He 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 can't do it without Henry. If if they don't have a threat at the run game, I, I don't think he can carry the team. And like I said, even with Henry, he's not a Jonathan Taylor. You know, just not not quite as good. So. I, I I don't think I don't think the Titans are gonna continue to go on a winning streak, and I'm just really really just hoping and praying that my Colts <laughs> can can somehow find a way to beat them out and win the division. But we'll, we'll see, we'll see. I, I don't think I don't think Tannehill can lead this team. Reed, we you know for you you know your Colts guy through and through. You've seen the Titans, you see them all the time. You know, without Henry, it's definitely a different team. But, you know, 
the other factor that's going to come into this, right, is AJ Brown just got hurt. Julio Jones is on the IR. They're barely getting anything from their receivers. I mean, I don't, I just, the Titans are just such a mystery. I mean, I don't, I don't know what they are. Henry's rumored to potentially be back for playoffs. I'm not sure if I'm buying that. Do you think that the Titans have an ability to overcome this Henry loss, find a way to potentially find a way to really grab the division? I mean, I think they had it. I think they had a good grip of it, but I mean, the way they played against Houston, it's got to make you wonder, can they finish the job? To be honest, I don't think they can. They, I'm look, uh, I feel like ever since they lost Henry, they've been pretty lucky with the Rams game. Matthew Stafford gate spotted them 14 points. The, I mean, the Titans only scored 28 and uh, the Rams spotted them 14 with that awful right. pick. And then the pick six. So, and then the Saints, I didn't watch a ton of that game, but I know they're, according to Dalton, there was the worst roughing the passer call that occurred. And then obviously getting beat by, they're eight, I think they're eight and three, and two of their losses are against two of the worst teams in the league. It's that, like, it's, and then they play, they got New England coming up this week at New England, praying for a loss there. I think there will be. You got Jacksonville after that. I would imagine they would win, but with their two, with two of their three losses being the two, uh, two of the worst teams, it's not out of the question. Uh, no, Pitt, at, at Pittsburgh, hopefully, hopefully a healthy Pittsburgh shows up. That I'm hoping that should that could be a loss. Uh, San Francisco kind of a wild card to me. They play them. You never know. I feel like you never know what's gonna what's gonna happen with them. But I hope that pass rush with Nick Boza can get to them. Miami Dolphins is a wild card as well. I feel like they could play really well at some at times. You just got to hope Tua does well to pull out a win there. And then maybe the Texans can pull off another shellacking uh, in that week 17. But uh, yeah, I'm not a believer in the and te- in, in the Titans. I think Derrick Henry is, just, like Aston said, Tannehill's true colors are showing and he's just not, will, not that great. I will, I will add one more stat uh, just because I, I need this as an IU fan. Uh, you're talking about the receiving uh, Nick Westbrook did get 107 yards receiving. Hey, uh, that's all I'm going to say. When, when you're an IU football fan, you're going to take your wins. <laughs> you're going to take your wins when you get them. Uh, so I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's all that needs to be said about that question. Next up, the Panthers in Washington. Um, my God, am I disappointed in the Panthers? It's a team I really liked. I thought they'd take care of business, and then why? And then Taylor Heineke just absolutely decided to carve them up. I mean, just 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 chewed them alive. I, I mean, I I think this is a game. I'm not. I don't think we learned a whole lot about both teams necessarily. Um. I'm not Panthers have a relatively tough schedule. I'm not crazy on Washington. I'm not, I'm not fully there on Washington. Um, I think they're relatively competitive, could be sneaky. Uh, but Reed, I'll start with you on this one. What what were you not necessarily this specific game, but when you think about the Carolina Panthers, when you think about Washington, you know, do you think that the Panthers are pretty much toast, or do you think they have a chance to playoffs in Washington? I mean, what do you think they do with somebody like Heineke? Do you think they're going to look to improve that position in the draft? I think uh, 
I do think Washington is looking to improve. I think Heineke will be a fantastic backup in this league. I think he's the perfect backup. Um, he's not the long-term answer, but he's a great guy to come in and fill in. I, was, I mean, Washington's playing pretty, some pretty good ball. They've been, he's been doing, uh, he's been a game manager. They, I believe they had like a 19 play drive, 10 minute drive against Tampa Bay last week and kept the ball out of Tom Brady's hands, which was just fantastic on their part. Um, I think Carolina stinks in my opinion. I think they have some good, good talent on their team. Obviously they're struggling at quarterback. I don't think Cam Newton's the answer. I think that's kind of more, I feel like that's more of like a nostalgia move for the, for Carolina to bring back Cam and, um, uh, and then I'm not sure if I was huge on his touchdown on that touchdown run he had, uh, and he like ran out to midfield. I don't know. I just, that just felt like kind of like a look at me move, but, um, having Christian McCaffrey back is big. Hopefully they can, uh, figure out the quarterback position. I'm not sure what the answer is there. It's probably an, uh, bringing a veteran or, uh, go draft there. Cause Sam Darnold is back to seeing ghost. I dreamed, I dreamed of a destination for Rogers. I, I want to see if he really wants to get out of Green Bay. I think Carolina would be awesome. So, I mean, if they decided to really get aggressive for a quarterback, that's the team I want him to go to. Um, I, I, I literally like the Panthers' defense, but I mean, Heineke just kind of did what he needed to do. He took care of business. He, he made it his game, and and there's nothing that anybody's going to do about it. Fact is, they're a team that. Um, you know, they're going to sneak in a couple wins that they shouldn't in Washington. Panthers, you know, I thought the defense would have done it. It didn't. And that just makes me wonder, okay, do the Panthers have enough in the tank to potentially get to that playoff spot? I would like to say they do. But if they can't get enough from Cam Newton, it's not going to happen. Next up, Cardinals in Seattle. Uh, Cardinals coming in, Cole McCoy involved in the in the whole thing he just comes out he's the quarterback he's slinging it on seattle seattle looks toast Dalton mentioned it last week i don't really want to talk about seattle because seattle kind of did exactly what Dalton was talking about exactly what bryce and i talked about last week Ashton, we'll, we'll have you discuss this one for us the cardinals are nine and two they are a team that is looking to get a top two seed in the nfc they're rising. Kyler Murray potentially going to be back really soon. Are the Cardinals a legitimate threat? I mean, it's it's hard to not take them serious after what they've done this year. Uh, I mean, obviously, we did see the Packers go in and beat them, and, and that was that was pretty awesome. But I mean, I think I think with Kyler back, it's it's going to be hard to stop them. Uh, they're <laughs> They got some weapons. Um, Zach Ertz came in and he's, I mean, he's had a heck of a, heck of a year, however long he's been with them, <laughs> just for, uh, just for the short amount of time. And they seem to be, they seem to be clicking. And I mean, with the record and with uh, just looking at the team, it, it's hard to say they're not going to be a contender for the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they hung it in with Green Bay. I thought they had a chance. It really did. They did Green play. I mean, it's just unfortunate. But this team's right there. And they're doing it with Cole McCoy, 35-44. and 20 yards, two touchdowns. It's legit. You know, DeAndre Hopkins, when he comes back, that's going to change the way this team plays. Edmonds, 
supposedly coming back at some point, helping out James Conner in that running game. I, I think the Cardinals are showing the resiliency that they have as a group. You know, Cliff Kingsbury was a guy I didn't like for the season, both me and uh, shout out Bryce. Uh, you know, we both just kind of questioned what he would bring, but they are buying into his plan. There's no question about it. They're nine and two for a reason. I think they're going to be right at the top. I don't see why they aren't going to be, uh, you know, and I think a win like this just kind of shows you, okay, that the, what they can do when everybody's healthy, there's still a, I feel like some room to grow as weird as that sounds. There's still room to grow consistency from Kyler Murray, bringing in Hopkins back from his injury. That's only going to get better. And I think DeAndre Hopkins is one of those guys. I know he doesn't have an insane amount of experience, but in the playoffs, I just feel like that's somebody that's going to take his game to another level. Next up, we got the Bengals and the Raiders, and this will be our final game, folks. Uh, Reed, we'll, we'll, we'll have you wrap it up here. Uh, the Bengals just took care of business, man. They really did. The Raiders look lost. They look like they got no energy. And I get it. They've had a lot of things not go their way. But the Vikings, but the Bengals here laying on 32 and 19 in the fourth quarter. They completely finished the game, made it look easy. You know, what does this win do for a team like Cincinnati who, you know, a lot of people thought if they lost, they may not make the playoffs or we may be able to sit there and say, well, uh, off to next year. And that's what Bengal fans have been doing for a long time. But this team's really good right now. Yeah, um, I'm still on the fence about uh, Cincinnati. I'm not I, I all in on Joe Burrow as quarterback, though. They got the talent and all that. I just need to see consistency. So I feel like Joe Burrow can sometimes, you know, have an off game. Um, and lo- like, I, I believe like the uh, game against Chicago where he threw like three picks in a row. And I don't, it's obviously they didn't need Joe Burrow a ton this game as he only, he threw a lot of passes, but only had 148 yards, but Joe Mixon having 30 carries and 123 yards with two touchdowns on the ground is big. Um, the Raiders, I think they're just kind of, it's starting to catch up with them with everything that's going on. I know they have a ton of going on with the off the field issues or the release in first round pick after first round pick. Yeah. I know they had, they had to move, uh, they moved Leatherwood from like right tackle to right guard or one of those tackle positions to a guard position to, because he was just getting killed down the outside. Um, I love Derek Carr. I still believe in him. I'm not going to lie. I wanted him in Indy. I think he's a very solid quarterback, very underrated. Um, but he's just been, he's not been playing the way he's uh, supposed to the last few weeks. I know he's got like six turnovers over the last couple of weeks. Um, I think their season's probably done as they play in one of the tougher divisions. Um, There's a big win for Cincy to keep them in the hunt with that stack division. Um I think that's all I got for the Bengals, though. It's just a good, good, uh, good win. They needed it. Absolutely, they needed it. I, I, I thought the Bengals were going to be optimistically good. I like their offense. They have a lot of pieces. My big question for them is, you know, they do have a somewhat difficult schedule at the end of the season. There's no denying it. They play the Steelers. They play the Chargers. They play the Niners. Their next three games are at home. Then they go to Denver, Baltimore, KC, Cleveland. A lot of those names are, you know, you listen to them and they're like, okay, wow, pretty good teams or teams that look like they're heading in the right direction. I think for the Bengals, this next stretch right here, this next three games where they're at home, I think that's huge, man. I really do. I think they've got a chance to really make up some ground. 
I think they've got a chance to show that they can put the pedal to the metal here. And that's honestly what you're looking for from this Bengals team. They're young, but man, I think the talent is all over that group. And then real quick, we'll just do a little quick preview of the Thanksgiving games. I'll just run through them real quick. We got the Lions and the Bears. A game, personally, it's it's going to be tough to watch. Jared Goff is a horrible quarterback. Andy Dalton, God bless his soul. He's back at quarterback for the Bears after Fields injury with the ribs. They're still trying to figure out what all that means. Uh, but the way I look at this game... I mean, this is this is going to be this is going to be a rough watch, folks. Uh, you know, everybody's going to have their... one thing to say about this game. Go ahead. What is it? <laughs> There's going to be one real loser of this game, and this is America. Why on earth do we have? To, I mean, Thanksgiving is a day you should be thankful for. I mean, you should be going in excited to eat great food and and just have good time with family and friends. And then they try to put us through this torture of watching the Bears versus the Lions. I mean, something something's got to change. This is this is horrible. Where are the real losers of this game? (laughs) Well, but we got to start off. We have to start. We have to start off. We have to start off slow. They're trying to. My guess is is they're going to one of these games later. Maybe the Bills and Saints ends up being a clat. It's going to be a really good game. I, I think they're setting us up for. The worst being first, the best being last. That's that's just so the you're way saying I'm, maybe that's nap time. It could be. It could be. <laughs> that's a good idea. You could sit there. You could say you want to have your lunch. You could sit there and say you don't want to see Boyle and Dalton. And I and I and I and I, and I get it. And I get it. Uh, next up, we got the uh, Raiders and Cowboys. Raiders obviously desperate. Cowboys looking to prove it. Uh, Reed. Uh, Cowboys are bouncing back, right? Uh, that fair to say they're, they're going to bounce back. They're going to take care of the Raiders. I would like to think that, but you know how the NFL is. It's so weird. The Raiders stunk last week. Cowboys looking to bounce back. I would not be shocked if the Raiders kept it close. Just with how weird the NFL is, it doesn't make sense to me half the time. But I think that could potentially be a very fun game to watch. I think it could be a shootout. But um, I hope it is just for the sake of the NFL or for the fans to watch a good game. I, I, like Addison said, the first game, good, good thing. It's at 1130 in the morning. Cause it's going to be a rough one, but I will say about just quick thing about that. I feel like it's a tradition to have the stinky lions play the bears on Thanksgiving it feels day. Like it. I agree. It does feel, it does feel like that for sure. The Dallas, I, I mean, Dallas actually being good helps. I mean, the Raiders are going to be in a position where I think they will want to throw everything out for the win. I just wonder if it's going to work. Do they have enough firepower? Do they really have enough energy in the locker room? Right. I think that's the the big thing to keep an eye on. Then obviously the Bills and the Saints. We talked about it a little bit uh, from the Bills perspective, just the, what we think they can be. Uh, but Addison, you know, when you look at the Saints, they're at home. You know, they, they obviously do not have the greatest quarterback play of all time, but surely that defense is going to want to be better than what they were last week. They stunk. I, I mean, they're going to have to be better. It, it was, it was not good at all, but that that's not even what I'm looking at. I'm, I'm still just looking at the bills. It's like, 
people think they're a real Super Bowl contender. Uh, I know friend of the show, Dalton Shapker on last week, he he does the splits for Josh Allen. He yes, thinks he he's the best quarterback in the league. Yes, uh, I obviously disagree because it's just true that Aaron Rodgers is the best. But um, I, I mean, we have to see him bounce back, right? It, uh, they have to just go out there and destroy them because we we know they're a good team. We we've seen them; they've proved it. But it, it just seems like these past couple of weeks, with not only the Bills but the Rams as well, it's, it's just a few of these great teams. I mean, I guess you could say the Packers too, if you want to. A few of these great teams having some losses, maybe not playing the best. Uh, so, something about just a big prime time Thanksgiving game for the Bills. Just it's just screaming out as me. It's just a blowout. Wow. If I may wow. touch on touch on this game, I yeah. do think this might be almost a must win for the Bills for me, just because I don't know. They're in dangerous waters right now because the Saints could very well win this game. The Bills have no run game. And it's not good when your quarterback is your main rusher. They got Matt Breda as like one of their who was the their leading rusher last game. And that's that's not good. The Saints, I feel like it's might be a little bit of a get right game for them. They play the play of, you know, like I said, a a Bills team with that has no run game. Um it's just can in the Saints defense uh pass coverage lock down the Bills. So I think I do expect this to be a very good game. Absolutely. I, I at least I hope it is. Uh because I think everybody's not gonna really want to pay attention to Dan Campbell and the Chicago Bears fan base because all they're going to want to do is scream fire Matt Nagy the entire time. Uh, look, I, I just think with this type of, with this type of uh, Thanksgiving slate that we have, the games that are coming up in the next week, there's going to be a lot of great things to look for, a lot of things to watch for. Lynn Sandy will have you covered. We recorded it early on a Tuesday because, well, that's what was needed. We wanted to get this podcast out to you guys. Typically, we would have Bryce on, uh, but that was not uh, available for us today. Uh, the network uh, is just, they're just off doing Thanksgiving stuff. Meanwhile, uh, Lynn Sandy is, is still trying to grind, grind out some episodes. And, uh, you know, once again, thank you to Addison and Reed for joining on and we will uh, keep it rolling next week. We should have Bryce on. Uh, I'm uh, there's talks about getting on some other guests. We'll see if that all works out. We'll see if that all plays out, uh, you know, and don't be afraid to see uh, what potentially could be on the horizon uh, with myself uh, there's potentially uh, some new content on the way. And by new content, I mean, potentially another podcast. But that's for you guys to sit there and find out for yourself. Once again, thank you for listening to Insane Podcast.